0: Welcome to the Pair Program from Hatchpad, the podcast that gives you a front row seat to candid conversations with tech leaders from the startup world. I'm your host, Tim Winkler, the creator of Hatchpad. And I'm your other host, Mike Ruin. Join us each episode as we bring together two guests to dissect topics at the intersection of technology, startups, and career growth. What's up, everyone? We are back for another episode of the Pair Program. I'm your host Tim Winkler, accompanied by my co-host Mike Gruen. Mike, what's going on? How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, in the middle of uh, remodeling, well, redecorating, I should say, redecorating my office. So uh, we just got some fresh paint on there, and then uh, have furniture being delivered today. Uh, and then maybe I'll even hang some pictures. So we'll break. I
0: was going to say, yeah, looks you know, pretty barren right now, problems, right?
1: Yeah. I don't even have the bottle of whiskey back there right now. So.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> let me know when the whiskey comes in um i was gonna i was gonna throw you a line about uh chat gpt right now so like uh how many hours a day do you think you're spending just experimenting in chat gpt oh i mean
1: that was that was like two months ago or a month ago uh i've moved on to crayon and just having it generate pictures for me so uh, that's been a lot of fun
0: So you're not still you know, using it for all your one on one
1: no no I, I mean I do plan to use it come mid year reviews that'll be it'll be helpful then. But
0: <laughs> I mean
1: you're blowing up my pairing come June. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, dude, you have me cracking up with that. Dude, that was funny. Uh, um, cool. let's jump in. Let's let's give our listeners a quick heads up on today's episode. So today's episode is all about letting go. Um, specifically for tech leaders and startups you know knowing when to let go of certain tasks uh, and duties um, you know so like over the course of of helping you know a number of startups in early stages scale up you know a common trend that we see with with founders or executive leaders is that it can be quite difficult to uh, pass off processes and responsibilities that maybe you've owned since inception or like a, a, those early on stages um, you know you may feel like nobody, can do what you do quite like you do it, um, which is oftentimes true. How, however, it's it's you know very difficult to get to that next level of growth if you're not willing to let go of those tasks and trust, which will probably be a big keyword that we use a lot here, um, trust that your team can handle it. Um, and so we have a couple of guests with us here to provide their insights on this topic. Uh, we have Alan Deitch, um a Senior Director of Engineering of Spot Hero, um, a popular digital parking app, and then John Brilla, uh, uh, sorry, Brilla. <laughs> it's okay, it's Uh The chief technology officer of Heartbeat Health, uh, a health tech startup based in New York. Uh, I am excited to get their perspectives on this topic today. So, Alan and John, thank you both for spending time with us on the pair program.
2: Thank you for the invitation.
0: Of yeah. course. Um, all right. So before we dive into the discussion, we do like to kick things off with a fun segment that we call Pair Me Up. Pair, um, pair Me this Up. where we're going to go around the room. We'll shout out a couple of complimentary pairings. And Mike, you uh, always lead us off. So what do you got for us today?
1: All right. I am uh, dipping back into my childhood. Uh, I do not recommend this, but Pledge and Wood Floors. Uh, we had a lot of fun growing up. Uh, Putting pledge down on the wood floor and then sliding around in socks Uh, nearly killed my dad. I feel bad about this, uh, but he like slipped and fell on the stairs. Um, But yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, Step it, you know, get into like a pillowcase, and somebody put pillows down the hall, and you try and jump over it, and then like when you land, you loads of fun. Uh, So pledge and wood floors.
0: So nearly pledge floors and broken wrists. (laughs) Exactly. Nice. nice i'm not gonna lie i had an immediate flashback to yes as a kid like once you know mom would, you know those floors would just be freshly touched up just flying through with some socks on like you're right you can get some good distance yeah but before. we do
1: it with like the furniture yeah. like we would go with the sp- heavy spray like it wasn't it wasn't like what you're supposed to be using <laughs> to clean the floors it was a nice like bowling alley like <laughs> That's good. All
0: right. Yeah, we'll we'll accept that. That's nice. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. glad it was acceptable. <laughs> um, all right. I'm I'm gonna jump in. So my pairing today is uh, uh, new parents and espresso machines. Um, and so you know, for for some of those listeners, you know, this this is. Uh, the third episode now uh, since I've had my my first child. So we're going into month two now of being parents to our our uh, new daughter Alice. And you know, one of the things that you know everybody always preaches is like the lack of sleep, and kids are expensive, right? And like, uh, kind of knew that going into it, but we weren't really sure how to how to tackle some of these problems. And um, we would uh, you know. For the most part, I you know go to coffee shops quite a bit. For me, it was a good way of just getting out of the house during the pandemic um, or or post pandemic, just to you know working from home. Uh, spending a lot of money on on uh, on coffee. My wife was drinking a latte, um, and so we invested in a in an expresso espresso machine, uh, and it's been a game changer for us. So um, <laughs> I just saw how fast like you you know the, you, you save money. Uh, you know not 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 going and getting those lattes from, from the coffee shop. Um, you know, getting getting pretty creative with how we, we, you know, make our own like different syrups and whatnot. Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the lack of sleep is catching up on us. So the, uh, can report that ca- the caffeine level in the Winkler household has been flowing. Um, so, uh, that's my, my pairing for today is, uh, new, new parents and, uh, espresso machines. Very nice. Um, Cool. Let's pass it over to the guest. Um, Alan, why don't you give us just a quick intro and then and tell us uh, your pairing.
2: Sure. Thanks. Uh, and, and again, thanks for inviting me to the podcast. My name is Alan Deach. I am one of the senior directors of engineering at Spot Hero. I oversee our uh, all of the software that drivers will interface with. So whether that be our mobile apps or our website or emails or anything at all that has to do with the driver's experience, one of my teams are building that and um, continuing to evolve it my pairing so we're almost in march which means spring out here in chicago and for me that means racing season is starting Uh, i'm an amateur triathlete so for me my pairing is actually three elements it's swimming biking and running and getting um getting really into the flow of of training and all three would be my my current pairings
0: wow
1: Tim, are we going to accept that? Is that, is that acceptable?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of leaning into like cleaning products would be more acceptable. um, What, what are those, would you say is your, your biggest strength and which one's your your biggest weakness of those three?
2: I think my strengths are swimming and biking. They're pretty close. um, And running is my weakest of the three disciplines. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've I've know a few folks that have done tries and swimming is always the weakest for them. They just, Either they never had access to a pool to, to train or, or to to practice, and um, I you know I've been going to a, a rec center over the last year that has a pool, and it's it's crazy you know how you know you, I don't know I, I don't go swimming that often uh, since I was a kid right so then getting back into that routine you know it's a lot of mental uh, of you know making sh- you know, telling yourself you're not you're not you know you're you're, you're losing that breath but you're going to be able to take that next breath. And once you lose that, you know, you start to panic a little bit, breath gets shorter and shorter. And so um, it, a lot of swimming is is kind of just like, yeah, a lot of mental training uh, is what, what I've yeah. seen. Um, but I'm sure the same applies to, uh, you know, something that's wild enough to do a triathlon. I mean, it takes a pretty, pretty large amount of mental strength.
2: The open water swim is where it gets real interesting. <laughs> swimming in a pool and swimming in, in a lake or an ocean, oh, it's, yeah. there's a difference there. and so. Um, but I think it's my, one of the reasons why it is one of my strengths is because I have been swimming my whole life. And so I, I understand the water well, but then it puts me ahead in the first, you know, in the first element of the race. And then by the time I get to the run, I'm zonked and that's when everyone catches up. So it's like, it's an interesting equilibrium. Um, but yeah, for sure. It's
3: just keep moving forward. You know, that's cool.
2: John, have you ever
0: done a try? Anything like that?
3: I have never done a try. Nope. Wow. I run. That's about it. I'll run. I'll swim. I'll bike. But yeah, not together. Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> All right. Good pairing. Good try pairing. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's pass it over to, to John about a quick intro and in your pairing.
3: Yeah. Um, but thanks for having me. Um, it, um, I'm John. I'm the, the CTO at Heartbeat Health. Uh, it's a virtual first cardiology startup. Um, and, um, you know, I've, I've been there for about a year. I think we're, uh, we're actually starting to get some traction here. So I think, uh, we're, we're grown, grown pretty good right now. Um, I've got the engineering team. Um, and, uh, as far as my pairing goes, I was going to say product and engineering, but I figured y'all think that was incredibly lame. So,
0: um,
3: <laughs> I was going to go with, uh, <laughs> good call. I was going to go with, um, bourbon and college football.
0: Yes, bourbon made the cut again. Yeah, there we go. I thought we were going to make
1: an entire entire episode without
0: seeing whiskey <laughs> in a
3: Oh man, we're bourbon in Football,
0: man. Who's, who's your squad? Who's your team? Uh, Bama. Oh Bama. roll tide. Yeah,
3: roll tide. All right. There's a lot of bourbon this season, though. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm actually a Tennessee fan, so we were uh, quite quite thrilled for uh, for one one time, uh, you know, in years that there was a victory. That was probably a tough one for you to watch, huh? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> what kind of bourbon well, were you drinking at that on that night? Uh, it,
3: was, uh, it was Woodford Reserve. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, our COO is uh, is a big Tennessee fan, so
0: uh, so you guys have some some words right. uh, every so often. Uh, My phone call. was just
3: blowing up with <laughs> memes.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's a great pairing. Uh, My business partner will, will love that Uh, big college football guy, big bourbon guy. So, well, that'll, that'll kind of wrap up the pairing. Let's uh, let's jump into um, the actual episode here. So as I mentioned, you know, we're going to be talking about letting go um, and, and, you know, breaking that down a little bit. So, you know, when is the right time to let go of certain tasks? You know, what are these different tasks or responsibilities that you may want to, Consider handing off uh, as a tech leader, and ha- how do you go about it? What I love about you know both of our guests who are, who are with us is that um, you know we're able to come at this topic from a couple of different perspectives. Alan, you know you've been in a role where you know you're at the top of your engineering org, uh, just a heartbeat away from the CTO. Uh, John, you know you've had a similar situ- situation in previous companies like Rally Health. Now you're, you sit as the CTO of Heartbeat Health, and uh, you've likely had to hand off some of those, you know, your tasks to a senior person on the team. Um, and so I think we're going to be able to tackle this from a few different angles. Um, why don't we start with you, Alan? Uh, maybe give the listeners just a little bit of context on some of the types of roles and the companies that you've been a part of and, and how in those positions that you've had to maybe take over certain responsibilities. From leadership, you know, like kind of what goes into that transition and what stands out for you for that to happen successfully?
2: Yeah, so um, when I was at Groupon before Spot Hero, I was, I was at a uh, at the founding stages of Groupon, like in the first two to 400 people, full company. And this was a time when it was just um, innovation all over the place, very unorganized in terms of teams. But we had a mission and, we, and everyone just went to build, just go build, 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 and we'll all figure out what happens next, right? This is super early days. And after a while, you get to like organically form these groups. And so now you have these groups of people working on certain areas, and now we would call them teams, right? Um, and so as with teams, sometimes you look around, and you go, well, I'm looking for leadership. Um, should I do A? Should I do B? Should I prioritize this or that? And it just felt natural to me to start stepping up in that regard. And this is a little bit of just being over the top with making sure to review every pull request, uh, making sure that everyone felt comfortable, uh, and then understanding where people's challenges were. And so not with a title, but more of a responsibility, like I formed into a tech leader within our little group. And then as a company, at the same time, more coincidentally, we're just growing growing and maturing. And so a bunch of leaders above me said, hey, we see you. We see you stepping up. We see you taking uh, a bunch of these engineers and moving them into a specific direction. Would you like to be a manager? <laughs> and like that's just, just, just a weird thing to think about. You're so good at this one thing that we're going to ask you not to do that anymore, but to do this other thing uh, and manage a bunch of people. And, and as, as my story goes, I told them, sure, but only for like three months. And if I hate it, or if it's a disaster, I want to go back to building. Um, and they're like, yeah, sure. We can, you know, we can do that. And within the first couple of weeks, I really found love, enjoy managing people and helping them. But to the point of this topic, letting go of all those building and engineering responsibilities was so difficult. It took years, years and years to be like, okay. I'm not responsible for building this feature, this task, this piece of software. I'm responsible for solving problems without code, building teams and bringing humans together to solve things um, in their way, but ultimately get us to the next next evolutionary step. And um, yeah, it was just really difficult for a while personally. And I'm sure later we'll talk about how we get through some of those personal challenges, but that's basically how I got into engineering management. Uh, coming up through like an individual contributor role.
1: Did you, um, were you asked to manage people that had previously been your peers or were you asked to manage like- Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I, when I got into management, like I had similar conversation, boss came to me. What do you think about being a manager? I was like, sure. Uh, Someday, like I didn't think it was going to happen next week. Um, and then the next week I was basically managing, but I got lucky in that as a Java developer, I ended up managing a bunch of mainframe engineers, couldn't do what they were doing, forced me to learn, like to not do any yeah. of that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think that's also yeah, like, a good thing. It can be a challenge for a lot of people being asked to manage people that you previously worked with and letting go of the things that you used to build and now managing the people that are building the things you built. I could see that being a big challenge.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the team was my peers, and now I was their boss. We were still building the same thing using the same technologies. Uh, I remember—I don't have them with me—but I remember I bought three books and it was like Managing One Hundred One and all of these things. And I was looking for <laughs> chapters specifically around. So now you're the boss of your friends. Mm. I couldn't find any resources, and so um, uh, we could talk about that later if you'd like. But yeah, that was that was a very interesting challenge of like shifting that dynamic.
0: Mm. Yes. So interesting is that, you know, something that you've been doing, you know, and really crafting, you know, rounding out your your skill set around for years, you're asked to do something else and to start to build back, build that muscle. Um, and so, but that, that muscle is so important that you focus on that, right? That, 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 that building of other people around you, solving problems, making decisions. Um, those are all traits that you know it's tough to focus on that if you're still trying to get in the weeds of of, of the building um and so it's just interesting to think through of, you know what do you mean you know I, I can't get my hands dirty over there anymore like i, I you really do have to kind of like completely pull pull yourself into that other direction uh john how about yourself like um you know t- talk to me a little bit about uh you know that transition for you as well and then we can obviously talk about um you know what goes yeah. into you know delegating that stuff off
3: yeah yeah um it's a great question um so i guess my, my first management role it's been what 14 years now uh, something like that it's been a while um it was uh similar I, I i sort of was pushed into the role i just got told that i was going to be managing this team um and the team had really struggled in a lot of ways it was sort of uh, it was a large corporation and um you know, struggling to deliver, you know, production down twice a day, um, all kinds of fun. And, um, you know, so so really what happened, uh, you know, to your point about being a peer and then suddenly managing this group, um, I was very, very hands-on, uh, way too hands-on, I think. Um, and um, I, I would even go as far as to say that I sort of micromanaged the team a good bit um there came a point when uh, there was a a a college hire that actually was the um one of the best tires i've ever made this this guy uh he actually pulled me aside all day. he called me a tyrant uh, uh yeah um and you know i, I just kind of brushed it off Um anyways after that role i, I stepped back into like an ic role uh, in my next job and, um, what's interesting is that I worked for somebody who was exactly like the way that I was. Um, uh, and I realized, oh man, I would have hated to work for me. <laughs> this would have been miserable. I ran into, I ran into that guy who called me a tyrant two years ago. Um, and, you know, we, 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 caught up and had a beverage and, uh, I was like, remember when you called me a tyrant? He was, was like, no, I said that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was like, oh, you completely changed the way that I manage people now, but hey, thanks. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's always a struggle, and I, I think I think about it, even even for like um, w- w- you know even with engineers on a team, you, sometimes you get uh, you know so, you know somebody putting together a proof of concept as a principal engineer, senior engineer, somebody like cranking something out, and then it's time to hand it off. A lot of times, people don't want to let go of it. Um, it's a skill for sure. It's it's I think it's one of the hardest things to learn. Mm. Yeah.
0: And what what was the um, so? Uh, Alan, you kind of alluded to, you know, you were with Groupon in those early stages. Um, you know, was was there like a hierarchy of a CTO, a VP of engineering? Um, you know, when did those start to uh, evolve or when did those start to take place? Because, you know, what we've seen is like, it's harder, the, the earlier the company, right? Uh, you're a 10 person company. It's going to be that much harder for a CTO to have faith that this VP or principal engineer is going to be able to, you know, help build this visionary product that they're, that they're, that they're, you know, they've had their hands in for years, um, you know, to pass that off. I feel like as the company evolves in size, like the, those, those next layers might become a little bit easier, but what was your experience with, with Groupon? And and then maybe, um, you know, what is it that you're seeing currently at spot hero?
2: Yeah. Um... So at that time, when I first joined, there was a bit of structure, there was definitely layers of the uh, management chain. Um, but then once you got to a certain layer, let's call it, you know, engineering, right? And then you might have had like three or four big buckets, right? Mobile, mm-hmm. web, or, or even like application, right? Like huge buckets. And there wasn't really division in their customer service sales, right? Something of these massive, like, suitcase terms and then you had engineers and then they were on a hiring spree right they were just hiring everyone everyone who could do a do a job or knew the tech here in chicago at the time it was ruby on rails there was a big boom in ruby on rails engineers and so if you knew that and you were a relatively straightforward human you could get like you know you knew the craft you could get into the company right and then later within the first six or 12 months, like, okay, hey, you know, you have interest over here. We're going to slide these pieces over here. But in terms of like direct line managers and a one to eight ratio or anything like that, it was way too early for any of that um, at, at, at Groupon. Now at Spot Hero, we have a very well, you know, we're only a 250 ish person company all in, but we have a much more thought around the organizational design we have an engineering department we've broken it up into five different leagues each league has a very specific focus there's a director on top of a league that is you know again focused on a specific area and often we cross collaborate which is great mm-hmm. each league now has multiple squads or small teams autonomous teams that can mostly for the most part do what they need to do to you know meet their goals and their their okrs um, and we try to keep them about eight to 10 total people, that's all in, product, engineering, QA, uh, different disciplines to, to, to meet those challenges. Because we know that engineering managers, when they get to a certain threshold of seven or eight or more, it's really hard to have those authentic relationships where you can really drive career development and get something done. And so we kind of have this mental model. Are there some exceptions? Of course, uh, but that's kind of our, our way of thinking about mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, Mike, you don't know anything about that. Not no, not at at capacity of people that you manage. Not at all. We generally don't <laughs> talk about what I do. <laughs> um, John, you're you're in a smaller company. Uh, what yep. what, is, what is the size of of Heartbeat Health?
3: Yeah, so engineering wise, we're at uh, we're at twelve right now. Uh, you know, we're we're trying to be conservative with how we grow the team um so right now we're actually really flat it's basically me (laughs) managing um and uh we haven't really built that hierarchy yet i think part of it is really a a testament to the engineers we've got as far as you know um being very self-motivated very very talented and just being able to kind of crank things out and, and um we, we we're split up into a, a couple of teams um, likely going to split out a third here in the near future, but um, you know, trying to keep the teams fairly small. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about like how many people can you directly manage? I was just laughing with Mike's comment there. Cause I think we're, we're probably getting close to that point. Um, I think we had a third team probably going to end up um, with some leads. I think, you know, Rally actually did a, a really good job um, as far as our, our, our org structure there. Um, in my opinion, it was it was really flat as far as like you, it was sort of based on like the Amazon model where you sort of have like a lead over, you know, or a, a, a team and then you might have a manager with one to three teams, a senior manager with, you know, five or six teams and, and, and so on. Um, and that, I think that worked that worked pretty well. Um, and so, you know, I think that's, that's sort of the model that, that, that we're going for.
1: It's more similar to the model on that. I have five teams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, John, everybody reports to you. Do, you. do you have, like, who would you say is your right-hand person?
3: Um, I mean, right now, so it's interesting. Oh, a lot of the um, – I've actually got uh, – Right now I've got two two or three engineers uh, that, that have served as a manager in the past and you know, when we were interviewing we said, Hey, you know, I really wanna go back to being an ICE, I really want to go back to engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, we haven't really had an issue with that yet, but yeah, right now it's sort of it's sort of, you know, very distributed model.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Depends on what it is, yeah.
0: So I I guess I'm trying to break this down a bit more specifically here. Um, We talk about like specific Mm -hmm. tasks, and you know we don't we don't have a product person per se on the uh, on this uh, episode. Mike, you've 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 served in in product roles before, but um, what 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 are some of these like specific tasks? You know, I guess coding. You know, we we can can break that down a little bit more too. But you know, what is it that that's so difficult to hand this off or to pass something off uh, as you're transitioning into into more of a people manager, um, Alan. Like if if you could dissect your you know your experience a little bit more on that, because um, you know a product person might have something different, um, and, and and maybe there is like certain tasks that, that you know off the top of your head. If you have product folks that you've you've led as well, but what are some of those specific items that you know tech folks are are struggling or would could potentially struggle to pass off?
2: I th- I think when it comes to the the struggles of of a person recently moved into management, it would be to actually execute on the work being asked. And so instead of of time hands on keyboard, it's more about understanding from the product side the why and the when is something due and then working with those engineers to understand that they know what I have to do and how am I going to go do it. One of the biggest struggles I had early on was I disagreed with so much of their how, right? (laughs) But if we align to the other three, if we had a solid, like where I got to was if we have a solid understanding of why this thing needs to be built or why it's important, when does it need to go out the door and what fundamentally what high level are we building? I had to get better at going, okay, I can't zoom in on the how. They're definitely going to do it differently than I am. And of course my way is the right way, but they're definitely going to do it a different way. But let, let's just try this out. And this is what I, I actually had to say this a couple times out loud to the engineers. I don't know how you're planning on doing it, but I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do it. And we're going to meet at the finish line, right? We're going to meet at the end. And and, and, I, and I'm hoping you're going to surprise me, right? Along the way, if you have questions, of course, I'm here. I'm here to support you. I'm not. We're not doing it together to see who's better. But I know that you're going to do it differently because you just think differently. And that's part of why we have a diverse team. And you know, and it adds on into, um, you know, D&I there. But let's see what you can do. You understand the other three. I'm going to step back on the how and I'm going to trust that we get there. I'm going to check in because that's what I do. I don't know if I would call it micromanagement. You might have to ask the team. <laughs> but uh, we're going to check in somewhat often to see like, okay, how's it going? Um, are you going to hit that deadline? Are you still understanding the why and the what? Um, but it's that how piece that I had to, Remind myself often early days not to get involved in the how.
1: On on the how. It turned
2: out to be successful that way.
1: Yeah. On the how, like one of the areas that um, I think is some can be a struggle is on technology choice. So a lot of engineers, they Mm. want to go off and pick Mm. like whatever cargo cult thing is out there. Um, (laughs) Oh, let's do this all on microservices, (laughs) like whatever. Um, or, like, a specific technology or whatever. Like, I think that's one area where it can be a little bit of a challenge because if you just leave it up to the engineers, of course, they want to do the new, some, not all, want to do the new cool tech. Um, As an engineering leader, as an experienced person, like, I'm a big fan of just boring tech. Like, let's use something that's (laughs) done this before. So I'm curious how you, where, on that how, where do you draw that line? How do you know what to let go and when to trust the team to make those decisions? And this is I, I'm sorry, it's, it is a question for both of you, but um, but yeah, yeah. Just, you know,
2: I'll jump I'll, in. I'll take the first stab of it for sure. So, um, I've always leveraged our community of engineers in the in the company to say we have standards in terms of big guardrails, right? For example, at Groupon we were Ruby on Rails shop. At, at Spot Hero, we're a Python Django for the most part shop. Mm-hmm. If you come into that and you go, "Hey, I know what I I know the why, I know the when, I know the what, and I'm going to go build it." in Scala, brand new to Spot Hero. I'm going to leverage the things I've learned in a book called Nudge to say, okay, if you want to introduce a new tech stack here, here's the small amount of work that you're going to need to do to prove that A, Scala is the right tech for this, that it can scale to what we need it to, that it can still meet the deadline of when, and that when you're done with this, the engineers around you are going to be so familiar with how to evolve it, fix bugs, uh, iterate on it, that it makes sense. But if you can't prove that to me early, then we're going to have to default back to the technologies that we already have in place. And so Nudge is a great book where it basically says you can give a limited amount of choice and opportunity to people for them to make, but on the side, if you really want to, you can nudge them in the right direction by putting small roadblocks in their way now i'll say this to their credit some of these engineers are like cool challenge accepted and they've brought really interesting new uh, new solves into the environment and and now we have incorporated them um but if but if they're that hungry for it they're gonna do it and still meet the deadline and so um that's how i would handle you know those tech choice those big tech choices um yeah i'll let i'll let let john kind of wrap on that too
3: yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think of it similarly. Um, I, I look at it as like, you know, um, you know, I, I, encourage the engineers to experiment on different things and, you know, uh, small proof of concepts and, uh, you know, and learn from it. So it's like, if, you know, I, like I'm actually living this right now, I've got an engineer who loves rust and has been, he has been begging me to use rust. Um, I, I worked with him before, so he's been begging me to use rust for four years now. Um, and a lot of our backend right now is uh, is Kotlin, so um, you know we came to a point where we're doing some refactoring, and uh, you know he said like let's do this proof of concept with Rust. So he did some performance benchmarks and you know some poking around on it. Um, so far, it's it's been great. I think the engineers are. He even organized sort of like a, a book club and and sort of has you know getting all the engineers into Rust. Um, so that's uh, that's been exciting to see. I think you know if 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 it fails, I've also been on the other side where we try stuff and it fails, and you know at least we learn not to do that again. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think uh, you know I think it's important uh, to to have some some risk tolerance for failure and those types of things, um, but but also within some some parameters, uh, whether that's time or or, um, or or whatnot. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and good luck finding more Rust engineers as well. Uh, I, can tell <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that, and that's that's one, one of the, right. That's one well, of those things that I like. I, like
1: that's one well, of those obstacles and, that I say is like, hey man, like I'm going to need to hire people. Like think yeah. about like you. You're not the only person who's going to have to work on this. <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last company was Scala, and we had the same problem. We would actually hire good engineers and then have to teach them Scala. So yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's also I think should you know thinking about a lot of this comes to management style, right? Uh, a lot of folks mm-hmm. are just like micromanagers and, and micromanagers can oftentimes be synonymous with like, I'm not letting it go. I'm not going to let go because I need to make sure like I'm involved in every single decision. And so when I think about this this topic, sometimes it leads me to, down this path of like, what's the company culture like too? There's, there's a culture of, um, you know, next person up, you know, like, Hey, look, like you've earned the, you've earned the, the, the right here to, uh, to, to, you've got my trust now, right? Like Mm -hmm. you've been a part of the company for X amount of years, you know, that you should have be, you should be spending this amount of time with somebody, um, to where you feel comfortable that they could step in if you were, you know, God, who knows what happens that day. And like, you can't, you can't sit in your seat. Um, there, there has to be, in my opinion, the good leaders are always kind of like building somebody to kind of mirror what they do in the event that they can't be there for something. Um, and at the end of the day, like, you know, you do want to, uh, you, you want to feel good about passing some of that stuff on so that you can build your own skill set in other areas that will help grow the business at large. So I think there's a lot of this that when I think about it, like, you know, when, when we're helping a company that's hiring, it's like, Okay. So, you know, this person comes in, you know, we always ask like, what's the upward mobility? What, you know, what is it that they can expect from their own growth? And if there's, you know, always a lot of kickback of like, well, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a long time for anything for for them. You know, this is it, this is their role, which maybe it's just that type of position. But, um, you know, I just bring it back to my point is, you know, there, there's a lot of selling points here for those companies that are willing to embrace that culture of like, yeah, we're open to, you know, letting go a little bit and t- let somebody else kind of, take on the reins uh, as needed. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, Mike, what, you know, what have you said? I mean, I know you're, you're, you've got a number of, you know, large, large distributed teams as well. And, um, you know, anything that specific that comes to mind I mean, from you on, on your end?
1: Yeah. I mean, going back to the, one of the first earlier questions you asked, which is like, where are the different places where you're letting go, right? There's the, we touched on a little bit. There's the hands-on coding aspects, the like, how are we going to do this? There's, the technology stuff, um, career development is an interesting one. Um, that's where, like, I think you know, there's team leads, and you know, there's there's different ways you can sort of carve up like what an engineering manager does. So I'm just curious, what you guys think? Like, just off the top of your head, like, what are those different? What would you say are some of the different areas where you might be able to carve out and give opportunity to to folks on your team to step up? Um, we can start with you, John.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I think um, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit fuzzy on the question, to be honest. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> so, like, so
1: like when you think about like as you're, as, as you're moving up and, and you're, um, yeah. how do you, what are some of the things that you can let go of? What are those areas? Um, we talked about hands-on coding. We talked about.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think, you know, um, I, I look at it as sort of, uh, it's really about unblocking the team and the people that, that are, you know, working for you. So, um, you know, I think when you've got like a lead or a manager that's leading a team, um, they might be spending some amount of time coding, uh, definitely not all of it, but I do think that, um, you know, as you move up and, and, and sort of, um, uh, you know, I, I, look at it as, as, you know, kind of handing things off that maybe aren't the best. It's really a prioritization exercise, right? It's sort of like, what, what is the best use of my time right now? And, um, so as those things, you know, as schedules get busy, I think it's you know you have to look for look for ways you can hand things off, and you know I think in a lot of cases it's good to ease folks into to different things. For example, um, you know with with tech leads or managers, uh, I, I love that Alan mentioned that um, you know in, in your first management role you had, you had a uh, you had the support to be able to go back to an IC role if you didn't like it. I think that's important. Um, you know, you want to make sure that people are supported in what they're doing. And um, yeah, I, I look at it as, as really, you know, when you hand those things off, making sure that folks have what they need to, to do the job. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I'd say, like, um, on my list of things I would not let go of, very similar to what John is saying, I, I would not let go of career development pieces. And I, maybe maybe I'm one step a little bit higher as a director now. I've been there for a while thinking about that, but I would not let go of career development pieces down to individual contributors. I feel like that is definitely core to what the EM and the engineering manager is supposed to do. Um, I need to continue, like John said, be that safety net, right? Because in the companies and the startups I've worked in, failure is a learning not a dismissal right and so i have to continue to remain a safety net so that people can take those big bets and those risks and we'll see if they cash in i also then feel like i can't let go of the protection i do so that other distractions don't come into that team so that they can focus on the the mission at hand the areas where i feel like they i can let go are of course at the day-to-day coding decisions maybe not technology decisions but like do we write it do we write these three lines this way or this way? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna weigh in on PRs anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna assign a a strong, up-and-coming, motivated individual to be the project lead or the tech lead. And with that, the responsibilities are of course building, architecting, but also presenting and mm-hmm. defining. And and I'm gonna give that person all of the energy I can to make them successful, but I'm letting that part go. I don't need to claim ownership or credit. Um, But I will accept blame, right? And so there's a very, you know, there's a very thin line there. If something goes south, I'm going to be the first one to explain why and what we're going to do to fix it. If it's a massive success, I'm going to let that individual shine and let them present as high as as they need to, right? Uh, Internally, externally. So that's kind of where I would draw the line between what I'm ready to let go of, and things that I just wouldn't let go of um, in the engineering manager capacity.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I couldn't agree more than like on the career path and the career development and like while it's nice to have some mm-hmm. senior engineers who can do some mentoring and some other things i think that that's sort of on the side um and i agree that like engineering manager like your role is to develop people and help them and guide them in their career um the one of the areas that like I, you know the day-to-day tasking like what are you what are you guys going to be working on and all that that's up to the team and, and stuff like that um so i i tend to agree with what you're saying and um, trying to think if there's any other sort of areas where I, I definitely feel strongly that I don't let go, but my, my job is to block and tackle. My job is to to I, I like to say I, I meet so that my team doesn't have to. Um like I, <laughs> like right. Like my job is to try and protect their time as much as possible. Um and you know, create the time and space for them to to collaborate and 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 do what they do best. Um and try and protect them from this from the distractions. Yep. Um
0: Have you all uh, found yourself in a situation where let's talk the the opposite of the spectrum here where somebody's trying to maybe take on some of the decisions that you tend to make or, uh, you know, maybe overextend like, you know, their authority into an area where it's like, you know, sometimes you got to put them back into their lane. Um, Has that happened or and how do you, yeah, I guess, how do you approach that and communicate that? Mm. Stay in your lane, bro. Is that what you're <laughs> exactly what I say. Get out. Um,
1: I, I'm curious because I haven't had too many like engineers really step up and want to. I can, it. I <laughs> to <step> up. <laughs>
3: oh man, I, I can think. I can think of of uh, a couple of folks that you know uh, maybe a little bit uh, a little bit eager to you know for promotions and, and that kind of thing that um, sort of wanted to. Uh, I, I had somebody actually, you know, one time about sort of campaigning for why they needed like a double promotion or something over where they were at. But I think, you know, it's really, that, that was when we had to have a talk about, you know, skills needed for different levels and like, you know, let's do this. Let's bring it back to skills and like, here's where I see you having the skills and here's where I think you need to work on things. And, and the proof uh, of this I like is to that bring you those sent me to see you now.
1: <laughs> and the proof that you're not ready. Right right. is these. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you need to ask, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Well, I could say in like early stages, maybe there's battles over like feature, uh, like feature prioritization of like, you know, someone really wanting to work on something that isn't really core to, you know, pushing the product uh, at that time or something.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. So I would tell you that like wherever I've been and, and most specifically at you know at Spot here, we really enforce like leading with curiosity. So if that person comes and they're like, I have these lofty things, like I just meet it with a bunch of curious questions. And going back to the nudging, I might be nudging them in a direction to not necessarily stay in their lane. I, I don't know if I subscribe to that, but more about just like, <clears throat> do you understand the chess move you're about to make? and can you think two and three steps ahead and let's like let's put it on a whiteboard and let's talk about it because by the time you do x someone else is going to come in and are you ready to handle that stakeholder oh and then when you if that's successful are you ready to handle the next stakeholder and now all of a sudden this becomes overwhelming so we lead with curiosity we like to say that there's a second api and it's assume positive intent and so like i'm not uh, thinking about it as someone trying to like land grab or or, or, or boast or whatever it's let's let's figure out like what you're trying to solve and are we solving the right problems and if usually we get back to those core basic questions of the why and are we solving the right thing we usually find like okay let's take a step back let's execute well on that and then we can have the conversation about what's next um but yeah a couple of times people have stepped in it and we just gracefully apologize and and, and then move forward like Another piece is that we fail forward, right? We don't always revert everything. Like in software, we don't always revert our last change. Sometimes we fail forward and we just make another hot fix on top of it. And, and we think about that in a very similar way, or at least I do, when, when thinking about, you know, these people who, you know, might be trying to take on a lot in, in a very short period of time with with maybe not understanding what, what's behind door number two, you know?
1: It's
0: mm-hmm. a good way. Good way to think about it. like that. That's uh that it that second API is not a part of this really neat cool microservices architecture that uh, <laughs> uh, i like trying to build. <laughs> I like that. Assume positive intent. That's good. All right, cool. Um, well, I think we can uh yeah we can kind of put a bell on it at this point. I, I I am curious though. Um, do you all have product folks that report into you, uh, or, or, no, or product no. team kind of on a separate product a little bit of separate side.
3: Yep, we've got yep. a parallel parallel structure for that. I'd
0: love to I'd love to get a product perspective on some of this stuff too, and just see um, see what kind of things pop up on their, man, on their uh, thoughts on on the topic as well. Um, but yeah, we've we've got uh, a little bit of time left, so let's let's go ahead and transition ourselves to um, to our final segment here. Uh, so this is called the five second scramble. So. Uh, this is a, a fun little rapid Q and um, I'll, I'm going to fire off some questions to both of y'all on a one-on-one, uh, you'll give me your response, you know, ideally within five seconds. Um, some will be business, some will be personal. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start, uh, with Alan. Um, Alan, what problems are you solving at Spot Hero?
2: Well, at Spot Hero, we are building a two-sided marketplace to solve parking challenges So we're solving making parking reservations easier for everyone. Who are your users? Our drivers are anyone who has a car trying to park their car or someone who has a garage or a lot who wants someone to park in their space.
0: What type of engineers thrive at Spot Hero?
2: Curious ones.
0: Do you tend to hire for a specific skill set or for a specific position? Both. What's your favorite aspect of working at Spot Hero?
3: The
2: people and culture.
0: What's your favorite programming language?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ruby.
0: If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: Portillo's chocolate cake.
0: <laughs> Not gonna be a long one. Shout out Portillos. Damn, what is a sponsorship there? Um that was specific. Um It's good. It's real good. I don't know if you've ever had it. It's real I'm about good. to. I'm about to get it tonight. Um if you could switch lives with any person for a day, who would it be and why?
2: Uh, a captain in the Army, um, Army Reserve or Army SEALs. And I think the level of intensity that they go through every day would teach me a whole hell of a lot on how um, how, how that side of our, our country operates.
0: Yeah, good answer. Do you believe there's life on other planets? Yes. Favorite Disney character?
2: In the spirit of today, it's got to be um, Elsa let it go
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man with the mic dropping the last question so- solid all right john you got you got some tough uh you got some tough competition here this isn't a competition Oof. Oof. um <laughs> let it go oh my goodness all right um we'll we'll start with some similar questions so john what problems are you solving at heartbeat health
3: yeah, we're uh, we're trying to, to change the way that the cardiovascular disease is treated and, uh, and diagnosed.
0: Who are your users?
3: Um, really, anybody out there? Uh, you know, you look at the, the numbers out there. Cardiovascular disease is one of the most un, un, uh, most common undiagnosed uh, issues out there.
0: Hmm. What type of engineers thrive at Heartbeat Health?
3: You know, I think it's two things. I think it's one self-motivation and the other one is ability to deal with ambiguity.
0: What is your favorite aspect of working at Heartbeat Health?
3: The, the team. The team. Yeah, I think uh, we've got a great group of folks.
0: What would you say is your favorite stage of a startup? C, A, B, or C?
3: Ooh, you know, I'm really enjoying things right now. Uh, like I said, we've, we've, we've gotten, you know, a lot of really good traction, a lot of positive momentum right now. So it's just kind of exciting right now. It's, it's really weird to like, think about, but a lot of times on Friday, I'm kind of disappointed that it's the weekend.
0: <laughs> That's, <laughs> a That's a great thing. Yeah. What uh, favorite country that you've ever traveled to.
3: Ooh. Um, Cambodia.
0: Oh, if you had one day left to live, would you rather spend it with Morgan Freeman or Denzel Washington?
3: Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with uh, Morgan Freeman. I guess Shawshank,
1: right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, It, it says a lot about you like, you know, some folks will say like they're going out you know, guns blazing, like Denzel-style party. (laughs) Morgan Freeman is a little bit more like, you know, read me a story, you know, (laughs) the last few hours. Um, Do you have a celebrity doppelganger?
3: I don't know. I know I've got plenty of doppelgangers out there. I've seen actually one time I saw a picture of someone that I thought was a picture of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you have any phobias?
3: Mice. Interesting. Rodents.
0: Ugh. would you rather have a pet dragon or pet unicorn
3: dragon i think yeah
0: favorite superhero
3: oh favorite superhero super,
0: you know i was always a big fan of spider-man when i was a kid nice good stuff not not uh, elsa from frozen <laughs> no no <laughs> is this is the first time we haven't had batman is the answer <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Batman's always the go-to. Batman's a pretty uh, good um, answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. All right, that is a uh, that's a wrap. You guys both passed uh, the <laughs> five-second scramble. That was that was good. That was some good answers in yeah. there. Um, thanks again for for spending time with us. Um, you know, if there's anywhere specific, you know, that you you want uh, our audience to find you, feel free to shout it out. Know if there's areas on Twitter, uh, you know, LinkedIn, um. But uh, feel free to do so now uh, if you'd like to. I'm
2: good. Yeah, I'm not really on social media. I'm good. good, good, for you. good for you.
0: Uh, John, same.
3: No, nah, yeah, I'll pass.
0: <laughs> good stuff. I right, keep keep it discreet. Um, well, again, appreciate your your time and and, and sharing uh, your your insights with uh with our audience, and uh, yeah, looking forward to push this one live. Yeah.
2: yeah. Cool. Thanks again for having me. Thank yeah, thank, thank you guys.